California is really the new epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic in the United States. It has imposed some of the strictest rules in the nation to try to curb the spread of COVID-19. And with cases skyrocketing in hospital intensive care units at or nearing capacity, new lockdown orders were announced earlier this month, which banned outdoor dining for the second time this year in most of the state and shut down personal care services such as hair and nail salons as well as playgrounds. But... What about retail? Well, department stores, of course, are not immune to what's been happening either, and that goes far outside of just the state of California as well. It doesn't feel like it was all that long ago that physical brick-and-mortar stores were the only place to do your shopping, but now they're losing business to online stores, and the pandemic is only driving more people to the Internet to make their purchases. While Americans are still buying, you know, retail sales have already risen beyond their pre-pandemic highs, according to census data, but shopping landscape, of course, has changed. Well, Zenreach, it's an American technology company based in San Francisco and produces marketing software used by brick-and-mortar businesses that allows customers to access public Wi-Fi. How does it work? How can it help brick-and-mortar stores? Well, its CEO, John Kelly, joins me now. John, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. So I'll just start by getting you to kind of talk about this technology that you have developed. So what is it that Zenreach has put out here that might be useful to brick-and-mortar stores? Sure. Uh, we have a software layer that sits on top of local Wi-Fi. This is the Wi-Fi that's in your coffee shop, restaurant, uh, retail shop, etc. And it transforms the Wi-Fi into a sensor. Uh, since your cell phone is set to ping for Wi-Fi by default, every 30 seconds we read that ping as a uh, proxy for foot traffic. And then what we do is we layer on top of that what we call a guest Wi-Fi experience. So now the the customer, when they walk into a, a location, gets to access the Internet unlimited in exchange for their email uh, without having to go through passwords or asking the manager, et cetera. And so uh, we then can create really, really good intelligence about what uh, an offline premises uh, retail traffic looks like, who the customers are, and enable those merchants to market to them. So uh, how useful do you think this could be? Like, what do you think, um, you know, you talk about how it would allow businesses to market to, to the people that they know are sort of making their way into their businesses. Why do you think this would have a significant impact? Uh, well, uh, if you look at kind of uh, e-commerce, e-commerce has been doing you know, great. It has been growing at a pretty uh, steady clip. But it's still, even in uh, this pandemic year, represents only about 15% of all of commerce. That is 85% of our dollars still flow outside of online. Um, and so uh, if you take a traditional brick and mortar business, even kind of the most aggressive ones, uh, they might have still more than 50% of their revenue flowing from uh, brick and mortar stores. So the ability to drive traffic and understand that market to them would be critical, right? It's, it's a significant portion of revenue uh, for most of these retailers. The challenge has been when uh, they've traditionally done marketing, they haven't really known whether it's been super effective at driving in-store traffic. So a lot of it has been um, approximations and uh, estimations on Lyft, et cetera. But it's very, very difficult to understand whether when you're marketing, whether somebody's come in. We have technology that has helped solve that problem. 
So do you believe that this could actually save kind of brick-and-mortar stores in, in general? I, the report that uh, that I read from Vox on, on this issue about retail stores being, being in significant de- decline shows that there are about 6,300 department stores in the U.S. today. That's down 2,300 from a decade ago, and it predicts another 1,600 will close within the next five years. So these are some pretty daunting numbers that we're talking about. Um, you know, Do you think that there's a possibility to maybe slow that decline if, if people were to use this type of technology? This technology is going to be and has proven already to be extraordinarily helpful to uh, brick-and-mortar businesses. Um, uh, the question is whether, you know, this technology will save a department store or not. That, I mean, um, that has uh, little to do with technology and more to do with the value proposition that any particular merchant has. Um, retail's changing, right? And this idea that you're going to go to a large mall and spend 40% of your dollars in one store buying uh, a plethora of different uh, items across different categories has probably changed, right? What we need to see in the offline world is a more experiential differentiation uh, because it can't really be on the cost structure alone. You know, uh, consumers are very savvy. They're going to understand this. But if you have a unique value proposition and you have a compelling experience, we can definitely help with that. So I'm I'm just trying to understand sort of um, what what specifically do you think that this could help in terms of like we're talking department stores here a little bit right which is like you mentioned people go in they buy a a, a range of products from a, a bunch of different categories do you think this might be more effective for for more like uh, specialized stores right because then they would have the opportunity to to really uh, narrow down who their target audience is and I think that might make a big difference because department stores is sort of like hey anybody can come in here and find something that they're looking for as opposed to a more specialized place where uh, it's more specific and geared towards certain individuals? Well, I, I would ask, I think the question should be framed slightly differently, if you will, and that is, you know, does Google marketing help merchants or does it only help a certain type of merchant? Well, it helps a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. keywords have been one of the most effective uh, developments in the last 20 years. Um, I would say the same thing can be applied here. You know, will it help one particular set of merchants or others? Well, it can help a lot, uh, but you know, your, your keyword spend and your online spend aren't going to help the restaurateur that bought, you know, that makes pizzas and the pizzas are terrible. Right. So, right. uh, I think that's the, the question is really, you know, uh, what is the value proposition that any particular offline merchant is conveying to the consumer? If that fits, we're going to help. If your value proposition isn't resonating, we might be able to help some, but we're probably not going to make a, you know, uh, uh, turn a, a pig into a nice golden goose. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, what has uh, COVID-19 done done for this? Do you think that that's have more more merchants and more more um, store owners sort of turning to, to places like ZenReach to say, how can you help me? Because clearly more people are afraid to, to go out and go into stores and be in crowds. Um, not everybody, of course, but, you know, we've seen sort of a, a bigger decline this year, more than ever, right, in terms of people turning to, to online to make their purchases. Do you think the pandemic has sort of had owners and, and business owners looking to be a little bit more creative with how they go about doing things? Yes, and it, it has. The pandemic has actually accelerated trends that were already in place beforehand. Uh, one, you know, e-commerce is one. It's grown tremendously during this time frame as more people are staying at home. Uh, uh, restaurant delivery is another one that has absolutely boomed during this time frame. Um, 
those trends will continue, I, although I think growth rates will decelerate as people come back into the offline world. Uh, but the other thing I would say is, um, you know, new technologies have developed in the last few years that have started to resonate, uh, particularly with offline businesses. And we're one of them. Another one is point of sale, cloud-based point of sale systems that have done uh, made tremendous progress. So in that respect, Yes, I think there, it is driving for, uh, quicker adoption than what we would have seen without it. What's the response been like for, for ZenReach specifically and, and your technology here with this, um, you know, Wi-Fi um, piece? I mean, have, have you seen a lot of up, uptake from, from the industry? Yeah, well, the good news is uh, that we've seen uh, a very strong response for those that have really leaned in. I'll give you an example of uh, one of our clients uh, it's a uh, hamburger chain in the southeastern part of the U.S., and they uh, had only done in-store dining up until the pandemic. And so when their restaurants were shut down, they immediately invested in online ordering and immediately invested in delivery. That, that, you know, some doesn't help with that, but this was a, a client that said, we're going to lean into this and, and do the best we can. And then when they did that, they also turned to ZenReach and said, hey, we want to market to our customers, those offline customers that have come in, and tell them about this new delivery feature. And they did so, and they were very aggressive, put in strong budgets behind it. And then they, they did a really smart thing and you know, brought a sense of humor to it. They created a new drink called the Quarantini. <laughs> if you ordered over $50, they gave you a free roll of toilet paper, right? Like, uh, And the result was tremendous. They, they actually, you know, Foot traffic was down uh, 60% across the board in their state, and their revenues were down half that. So they were able to save a lot of losses during this time frame. Uh, and as a result, we were really thankful and, and, and um, uh, uh, gracious uh, enough to be able to help them. So um, absolutely, we can see a pretty strong demand through this time frame. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you're able to, to help some some uh, some business owners stay afloat and even do uh, maybe better than anticipated because this has been a real tough year for a lot of people. We've seen businesses shutter. We've seen, uh, you know, people have to declare bankruptcy and, um, you know, supports yeah. from the government are, are there here in, in Canada. I don't know uh, how, how things have been for you guys south of the border in the United States, but I'm imagining not to, not quite as rosy a picture as we were getting up here, um, but happy to hear that you're able to help some guys stay in business. That's, that's key, right? We know that small business is, is crucial and um, and and this is all all, all applying here in, in that kind of a scenario so uh, yeah I think that's awesome and I appreciate your time here just uh, while I have you sort of what is what are the things like in your neck of the woods you're you're stationed in San Francisco um, like I mentioned off the top it's kind of one of the states that's being the hardest hit right now I guess it's kind of been like that the entire pandemic but just how what's life like for you in San Francisco these days uh, it's been tough. Uh, you know, San Francisco is a tough place to live because of the cost of living. It's very expensive here, as, as many people know. Um, the weather is great. You know, a lot of outdoor activities, so there's a lot of, lot of reasons why it's expensive. But, uh, yeah, my kids haven't been to school since March, for example. And um, uh, I don't think I've had an in-store dining experience since uh, March as well. So, and, you know, we also had forest fires in the middle of all this in the summer. It, it's been tough here. Uh, you guys in BC are doing great. Uh, you know, well, thankful you're up there. Yeah, well, I mean, I would love to come down and, and visit California and see San Francisco. I know the, like, even the San Francisco 49ers, right? I love my football, and uh, they're having to go play in Arizona and all this stuff. So it's a, it's a bizarre time, that's for sure. That it's, uh, this year that 2020 is, I can't wait for the calendar to roll over, and hopefully uh, rosier times are ahead. Um, 
Yeah, looking forward to a, a better year in 2021, and I'm sure you guys uh, in San Francisco are, are hoping for the same thing. So uh, really appreciate the time. I guess is there anything that you want to add or highlight here before I do let you go? Because uh, I think we've had a pretty good chat here, but uh, there's always a chance I miss something. Yeah, and like to all the merchants that are out there, all the small business owners, uh, you know, stay with it. We've got a few more months of this, probably three to six more months, and then I do think we'll get back to uh, a much more favorable environment for us all and if we can help you we'd love to be able to to do so awesome stuff john well thank you so much for the time i really appreciate this keep up the great work hopefully we can save a few more stores as well and and help them thrive throughout this time Uh, appreciate this thank you so much and uh, best of luck here in the new year thank you for having me all right, no problem. That was John Kelly, the CEO of Zenreach, which is an American technology company based in San Francisco. It produces marketing software used by brick-and-mortar businesses, allowing customers to access public Wi-Fi. It's a pretty interesting little concept. Uh, you know, it's uh, kind of scary, some of the data that they be uh, given off just by accessing public Wi-Fi, but... Uh, Obviously, it's uh, useful for, for some business owners to be able to potentially do more with a little bit less. So interesting stuff. And uh, speaking of how bad the virus is in California right now, as I mentioned, it is the epicenter in the United States when it comes to the novel coronavirus right now. So listen to this report from Alex Stone. It's pretty telling about how the situation is unfolding right now in the uh, southwest United States. Today's total deaths eclipse yesterday's record-breaking number in the past 24 hours. 379 more Californians have died from COVID-19. The death total is rising rapidly here. In the past 24 hours, 52,000 new COVID-19 cases have been reported in California, just shy of yesterday's 54,000. Yeah, 52,000 new cases, um, you know, hundreds of deaths. I mean, it makes it sound like the situation here in B.C. is just not bad at all. Of course, one death is too many, but, you know, we're talking about hundreds in the case of one state. That's brutal to hear. Um, Canada as a whole had just over 7,000 new cases today, which was our worst day for new cases since the pandemic began. And yet, doesn't even come close to what one state is having to deal with.